0: Hey everyone, I'm Ludlow and he's Thorley. And welcome to the TNL Playbook. Our goal is to share ideas and resources that can be useful for life and ministry. Nothing is off limits. While we aim to share the gospel
1: because we both are in the seminary, we will seek to share what we think are practical ideas and resources that are useful to everyday living.
0: We realize we all need Jesus, who is the source of all our needs. But we still need to live in this troubled and confusing world while going to our messed up churches with our less than perfect families with way more questions than answers. So this is our playbook for life and ministry. Come with us
1: as we create and share ideas that will help us navigate this game of life.
0: Hello, 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 hello.
1: Welcome (laughs) to the TNL Playbook Episode 9.
0: How you doing there, Mr. Ro? I'm trying to survive, man. Can't believe it's nine episodes. Wow, where did did the time come from to do this? I could tell you
1: this, man. To me, for this semester, you know, recording these episodes were like therapy for me. These Mm. were like the highlights of my week when we can actually just have conversations in a very informal way about things that
0: we've learned and you know that's 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 what it's been for me man and what's crazy and as you said that the time of the week when we have these informal conversations the conversations we have off podcast, those parking lot conversations <laughs> or leaving class yeah, yeah i yeah. think next i think the next season we're gonna walk with mics and just record those conversations and (laughs) put those up but yeah i I know man those
1: conversations are deep and then when you 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 sit down and say all right what did we talk about again
0: (laughs) it's like no moment is lost you know and it's probably the holy Spirit's like you know i'm gonna save you two from getting in trouble (laughs) because some of the things some of the things and people you have to call out (laughs) in private may not be able to do that in um on a podcast but yeah man i'm I'm grateful that we've been able to do this despite, you know, how hectic the semester has been. Yeah, you're yeah. able to churn out nine episodes. Nine episodes. I think I'm proud of the nine episodes
1: that we've done. Likewise, man, me 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 as well. I you know, sometimes you, you feel like you don't have something to talk about, but then you realise you do have something to talk yeah. about. You know, yeah. you do have an opinion that yeah. is worth speaking and, you know, everyone should have a, a platform where they can freely speak and those who choose to listen
0: listen and you know we can engage each other and learn from each other and what's amazing Mm -hmm. the opinions we have people are listening so we want to shout out to you for listening to all well now nine episodes we Mm -hmm. really appreciate the encouragement thank you so much for listening and being on this journey uh with us we very much appreciate it and you know what if you want to catch up, of course,
1: you could see us at Instagram and Facebook at TL Playbook. Or if you want to send us a note, T and T-A-N-D-L Playbook at gmail.com.
0: Yes, and please do keep in touch with us on our social media, part of our community. Uh, today's episode, the topic we're going to talk about, we're going to put some links on some of the things we'll we'll talk about. So we, we try to share resources. So if you're a part of our social uh network community you'll see some of the resources we'll post from time to time so yeah absolutely absolutely i know we
1: we kind of started off heavy and you know kind of showed some things that we we appreciate we
0: are appreciative of Mm -hmm. um what are you thankful for man uh I'm thankful for this pain I'm feeling in my hip. And <laughs> we'll get Ooh. into it later, but I'm thankful I'm able to feel some pain, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> that's it.
1: Man, that's so morbid, man. But you know what? <laughs> I'm the, thankful I'm The, able the to... fact that you can feel pain is a sign of life. What are we saying? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? For me, I'm so happy that. There are 13 days left in this semester. Yeah. now, even though I have two solid papers that I have to write in 13 days, I'm'm I'm, I'm choosing to look at the glass as half full than half empty because mm. I remember when I was 13 days into the semester and we we're like, man, woo, when are we gonna scale this mountain? So I'm happy that the mountain, is behind me for this semester this spring semester and it would be 2 years since I've been in the seminary 2 years have passed since you know God has called me from where I was to 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 sit in me down in Midian aka the modern day Burying springs aka the seventh day adventist theological seminary to retool my mind for his purposes and I'm very happy for that man very grateful for
0: that I'm glad you're you're grateful that it's only 13 but I'm not excited about the 13 days because we had a situation this week where classes were added and I'm not too happy about that but yeah it is what it is that it, and and you know it is
1: what it is, yeah. As, sometimes it, it is what it you is. you you can't say more than that it is what it is we roll with the punches yeah. and we adapt and I and I think that that is a good transition into into what we're talking about today. Because just like in seminary, seminary is a part of life. Mm-hmm. And even though we're here at this juncture, we are looking forward to a professional life where um, we have that home, we have the family, you already have that, but I'm looking forward to that. But the thing that we have in common that we're looking forward to is, is ministry in whatever form it may take. And we know that with ministry, we're dealing with circumstances and people that we don't necessarily have control over, which means that things can deviate from the plan quickly, yeah. just like how it is in seminary. Yeah. And how do we take care of that? And more importantly, how do we take care of ourselves? And that's why today we are talking about self-care.
0: Yes. Self-care something we're desperate in need of and i think we we we're always so busy just being busy mm. that we don't take the time to take care of ourselves whether we're in ministry whether we're in a profession mm. as an accountant as lawyers doctors whatever it is we do we don't take the time to take care of ourselves we do everything else except taking care of ourselves and i mentioned the the hip, pain in my hip Mm -hmm. Um, so this semester has been brutal and my my son always wants to play tag I'm like I don't have time I don't have time Mm -hmm. so five days ago it's about Mm -hmm. five days ago he's home from spring break and I'm like it's it's nice out let's go outside and go run around for 15 minutes and we're outside playing attempting to play tag Mm -hmm. and in my mind I am moving the speed of Usain Bolt and I'm running and I'm like (laughs) I'm not moving. I am not moving. <laughs> the, it's like my my legs are like you know when you're 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 trying to un, un unscrew a, a a rusted bolt. My goodness. And I'm looking at I'm looking behind me and my son is and I'm like this kid is not supposed to be catching up to me, but man the pain that I felt in my hip from running, so that's why I'm thankful for feeling that pain because it brought me to a rela- realization that I'm not taking care of myself. Because mm. the attitude where I can sit in my desk all day working for like yeah, yeah. five hours straight and unless, not even to get up to eat. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there working. So now my, my body is seizing up. So that reminds me, you know what? I need to be taken care of. I need to go do some exercise so I can outrun these little monsters. So So
1: we need some form of wd-40 whether it's a mental (laughs) wd-40 it's a physical wd-40 it's an emotional wd-40 we need something that that is going to prime us to 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 allow the gears of our bodies and the sinews of our you know of our of our bones to to work optimally and i think that you know we, we, we are in a society and, you know, both of us are from New York where mm-hmm. we just have this hustle, 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 yep. hustle, because we just got to get whatever yep. we think we need to get and chase whatever we think we need to chase. And oftentimes we we can sit down and we can we can pat ourselves on the back because we get things done, mm-hmm. you know, or we attempt to get things done. Yep. But very rarely. I believe and I'm speaking from my own checklist. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, not you trying to make a blanket statement cuz some people are intentional and better about it. Mm-hmm. But for me, I have found that my health is the thing that i often sacrifice in order to get other things done yeah you know one of the things that i absolutely love love, ludlow i love to work out i've been doing it since i was 12 years old Mm -hmm. you know i love to to lift i I don't necessarily love cardio but i do it because i know it's important but whenever there's a task at hand Mm -hmm. i will find myself going and doing the most to make sure that that task is representative of the quality of work that would come from a Thorley james mm-hmm. however while others who are receiving you know of 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 my input will be happy with what i did what about me mm-hmm. you know i'm doing it at at the expense of of my health I'm doing it oftentimes at expense of my loved ones who are not getting the proper time and attention because I decided in some moment that this project is more important than quality time with those who I love and quality time to take care of the vessel that is permitting me to produce the work that
0: I'm yeah. producing. And and I think that that's common with 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 a lot of with, with me, except for the working out part. I'm mm-hmm. not a fan of the whole working out thing. It's I'm, work, I'm, I'm hoping work, I'm work, hoping
1: by the end of this conversation I could change your mind nah, so we can nah, work out together. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah, I
0: don't I don't know about that. I'm I'm traumatized by 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 working out. I've I've done all my working out between the age of two and five, so I'm good. But the the reality <laughs> is like, we're we're always busy doing stuff, and mm-hmm. I think. One of the problems that I I, I I get myself into, and it's even before I came here, mm-hmm. like if I'm if I'm working, if I'm doing something, I sit there and I'm I'm just doing it, and so I'll end up being up, yeah, focus. I'll yeah. be up till like early in the morning, mm-hmm. like it's like I my average bedtime is two three o'clock in the morning, and like I, I joked with you the other, uh, this morning is like between 1 45 a.m. and 3 o'clock is where my brain is the sharpest and and if I could interject mm-hmm. you you joked about that twice
1: this morning mm-hmm. you joked about that at about three o'clock this morning <laughs> we were talking, <laughs> and then we joked about it probably about 15 minutes ago so, so
0: that's to show you that you know <laughs>
1: that's to show you that we're living out this thing yeah
0: so it's it's so uh, exactly so it's uh, so if I'm up all till that time of the morning and then by the time I go to bed, Mm -hmm. I'm not a morning riser. Mm -hmm. So I'd sleep. If I, if it was up to me, I'd sleep 24 hours a day if it were possible. But so I go to bed at three and I still have to help get my kids ready for school. Mm -hmm. So I'm up between seven and eight o'clock in the morning so then obviously i'm not getting enough sleep Mm -hmm. then throughout the day i'm not productive Mm -hmm. i can't get done what i need to get done i'm sitting reading then i'm falling asleep Mm -hmm. um and then i'm upset because i didn't get done what i need to get done because i'm then i'll forget to eat Mm -hmm. so because then i get up i'm rushing i don't eat breakfast i'm doing so i'll eat at first meal at like 3 p.m And then whatever is it I can hoard, Mm. I just gobble it all down. Mm. And so I'm busy working and then the mental aspect comes in. I'm not getting what I need to get done. So I feel depressed. I feel sad. I feel bad, whatever it is. My kids want to play. I can't play because Mm. I'm I'm busy. So my kids get upset or they're depressed because daddy don't want to play with them. And so finally I go play with them and I'm injured for like <laughs> for like five days. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, we, we get into these things where we don't manage our time well. Mm-hmm. We don't get the things done when we're supposed to or we focus on them too much that we don't take care of ourselves and we end up developing these bad habits where for me, I end up working till three o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. when I should be getting my rest. And being more productive in the times when I need to be productive, so I can accomplish more, and spend time with the people that I love. And you know what, you know what I'm what I'm hearing you're you're saying. It's like you're reading my life,
1: and I'm quite sure that somebody who's listening can attest to the same thing if they would just take the time to really reflect on their lives. Because what you're saying is a domino effect. Yeah. One decision to focus in on this task. Now, mind you, you know the task that we have are important because they, you know, either they're preparing us for a livelihood or they Mm -hmm. sustain our livelihood. And it's important that we give them the proper time, but we need to give them the proper time. And when Mm -hmm. I say proper time, I mean that they need to be scheduled. And sometimes you say, you know what? When this time is done, the time is done. I have to move on. I have to... Just as I'm going to give this quality time 100% of this focus time In this allotted time yeah. I need to do the same thing With the other things in my life Because it produces this domino effect Because number one You work so hard that you forget to eat yeah. Your body is starving But but your body is is so so wonderfully made That you can work through all of that Still get the job done and then you're so demotivated to, to find something good to eat mm-hmm. because all your body needs is just nutri- nutrients and of course we're going to gravitate to the thing that's quick and easy and usually not good for us. So now we're hurting our bodies. Yeah. And now, number one, we're not—we you know—we deprive our family of time. Number two, we're not eating well. Number three, if we don't—if we don't eat well, we don't have the energy. So even though we're alive and our kids are saying, "Okay, you're up now. You should be able to do this with me," you can't because yes, you're up, but you don't have the energy and the motivation to do yeah. it. And then because you're not eating well, your joints are rusty. <laughs> so so it's like it's it's this continuation of things and it, it all comes from one decision yeah and you know it, it kind of brings me to the definition of what self-care is and mm. according to pursuegodnetwork.org it says self-care is the pursuit of physical mental and emotional health and when i look at that ludlow i'm i'm seeing that the key word here is not necessarily just mental physical mm. and emotional health but the pursuit and the word pursuit to me means that I need to be intentional yeah. in making sure that I have these blocks of time. Well, because if I'm intentional with my work, if I'm intentional with this, if I'm intentional with that, this thing needs to be so important to me that I make time to pursue it.
0: Yeah, and, and I think we we don't think about enjoying the journey to what we try to achieve Mm -hmm. we just think Mm -hmm. oh we got to get it done and we kind of miss out Mm -hmm. on everything and i think one of the saddest times for me is when my kids want to play and i'm too busy to play Mm And I, so now they don't even come, they don't even bother me anymore. They're like, they'll come like I'm in my office working and they'll come and they'll hang out and they'll make mm-hmm. noise. And my oldest son will come and ask what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. can you play tag? Can you play tag? I'm like, no, Matthew, I'm busy. Daddy, I'm trying to get some work done. And he walk away and, and, and it burns. Mm-hmm. And so that just adds to the whole depression level. Yeah, yeah. And And so I think we're so caught up in just that, that we're like, take the time to smell the roses, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And we don't do that. Um, but then, as you say, it's pursuit to mental, physical, emotional. And I think we don't um, prioritize that as much as we think, mm-hmm. especially us folks from the Caribbean, we're kind of just like, oh, you know, we, we'll work, take care of that. Li-. Work, 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 <laughs> work. <Yeah>. And, <laughs> and I think, too, the, 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 the society kind of put this thing out there like, mm-hmm. We'll rest when we're dead. Yeah, it's all or if about. Or you want good, you know after run. So. Yeah, you it, it knows ain't gotta be running yeah. all the time, man. So you you work hard and you I mean, and and again, let's do the the context of ministry. You're mm-hmm. pastor. You work hard. You do all this work. You 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 work seventy hours a week. You're preaching. You're visiting. You're counseling. You're doing all this stuff. Then one day you drop dead. You have a young wife and kids. Who's gonna take care of them? And I think that needs to be the mindset that we have as we take care of ourselves. What hap- What will happen if something happens to you? Like I always said to you, one of the scariest things for me is if I get sick in Berrien Springs, because mm. as you know, I'm just here with m- my wife and kids. Mm-hmm. My wife doesn't drive, so if something happens to di- if something happens to me, the kids got to go all- go to places. Mm-hmm it becomes a burden for my wife mm-hmm. and my kids because i didn't take care of myself right. to make sure i'm around long term to take care of them and so we got to be mindful of that i i like the the way that
1: you know the fact that you're you're forward thinking and thinking widely about the effects of you know lack of self-care and, and what it does not just to you but to others mm-hmm. and the domino effect is 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 how it it affects people as well mm-hmm. and you know that's 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 a that's a good thought, you know, to have, you know, who who's affected by my lack. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's not just about the fact that we got stuff done. Yeah. But, you know, it's the quality of that. Yeah. And you know, you mentioned pastors dropping down dead. I know pastors don't drop down dead, but the reality of it is you can see from the the quality of ministry, mm-hmm. the quality of Presentation, mm-hmm. the quality of effort that is made in a ministry and now you know i'm speaking personally from the recipient side you know i've been an elder in my church so let me say that out there as the reason why i feel like i can probably comment on this point as a, as a church member as a, a, an elder you know from the recipient side from the observational side you know the person who kind of straddles leadership and also membership um the quality is what diminishes mm-hmm. and people come to to understand and come to know what quality is coming from certain people mm-hmm. because when you when you have given and they, they they've seen the height of quality they know when a pastor is 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 in trouble mm-hmm. and when I say in trouble it means that they need some time to recharge and this is the thing that, 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 that that's my problem in a, a Caribbean church, we hardly hear our churches saying, listen, my pastor needs some time mm-hmm. my because people don't necessarily understand the burdens that come with pastoring. Yeah. Why? Because to them, the only time the pastor works and, you know, I'm putting <laughs> on my ear codes is on a a, a a Sabbath when the doors are open and they come in and they stand during you know, the the grow groups or the Sabbath school, whatever you have in your church, and then they preach during the divine hour. They eat, and then they may do, you know, a a study session afterwards, and then they go home. And for for many people, that's what pastoral work is. So a pastor shouldn't be tired. They're on vacation for most of the times of the week. But little do they know that there are certain things that are not communicated with them and certain things they're not privy to because a pastor... A pastor carries the burden of the church, yeah. and that's more mental than it is physical. Yeah, and of course, there's a lot of physical things that pastors do yeah. for the
0: body. And the bigger your church is, the more work your pastor yeah. has to do. And sometimes, not even the bigger. Sometimes, the smaller it is. If you don't have people, you're doing certain mm-hmm. things. You end up doing it. And as you and as you talk about that, I mean, what qualifies us to kind of speak on that? You serve as an elder. I serve as a, a first elder at my mm. church for a long time. Too long, I think. And if I were to be honest with myself and reflect on my last couple of years as a, as a first elder, I'm not happy with what I... I mean, the work still got done, mm-hmm. but I was gassed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm in elders meeting and I'm crying, y'all. Mm. That's how bad it. I was just burnt out. And I feel like the burden of it And then when you're an elder, you have your church work, you got family, you got your regular job. So all these things going on. And for me, I was just I was just done. Mm -hmm. I mean, (laughs) I was just I was just I mean, to the fact that my last year as an elder, my church went through a situation that I did not have the spiritual fortitude to handle it Mm -hmm. because I was just done. Yeah, I mean, I did what I had to do to cope, and thank Mm -hmm. God he he brought. But I just, I, I just, I, there was nothing left preaching, like it was just, it was just done. Mm -hmm. So I get it. So imagine if that's what you're doing as your profession all day, Mm -hmm. where you can't really walk away from it. You got to do it. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting, I was sharing with you a study I read Mm -hmm. that pastors are leaving ministry and this was in 2013 so i imagine the number is pretty much around the same now because not much is saying probably (laughs) probably more exactly you and i probably know i know people who Mm -hmm. were pastors who are no longer pastors absolutely and i'm sure if you take a survey of folks who graduated from the seminary a lot of them aren't pastors anymore Mm -hmm. they're doing something else but 1700 pastors leave ministry each month and they're Hold up, 1,700. 1,700. Each month. Each month. And they're wow. citing reasons for uh, for leaving as depression, mm. burnout, being overworked as a primary reason. Mm. So these are folks that are, are just working like, you know what? At some point, they believe God called them to it. Mm-hmm. And they it got so much for them that they're like, you know what? Whether or not God called me for this, I can't do it anymore. To mm-hmm. so the tune of 1,700. In the. US so mm-hmm. that's that's still a lot of people leaving their job so so that's just one profession and again we're speaking on the context of ministry mm-hmm. so you have accountants that are quitting you have mm-hmm. teachers that are quitting when I used to work for this company um in New York uh after tax season you'd have a, a throves of people just quitting mm-hmm. because they couldn't handle it Wow. They work too much. They sit at desks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember there are times I went to work. I went to work on a Sunday morning. I went home a Monday night. Wow. That's how bad it was. Let me not say why. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've done that a couple Dude, of times. This is how bad it was. <laughs> For my wedding, I invited coworkers to my wedding and they got stuck at work the night of my wedding. I'm oh. going. I'm getting up to go to the airport on my honeymoon on my car because a text me like, "Yeah, we're just leaving work at four o'clock mm. in the morning." So that's how. So, so pick a profession, mm. and that's why I think this is not just relevant to us as yeah. minute seminarians going into the ministry. Mm-hmm. Whatever y- area of life you find yourself in, you're struggling from burnout because you're overworking yourself and not taking care of yourself. And
1: and you know what? Not to say that. Pastoring is is So much more difficult Because it, it really is Because In a In a regular job In, in a, what you did As an accountant As what I did As an engineer We do what we do We put in these long hours Because Of a sense of duty Yeah I was not Emotionally invested In my job mm-hmm. But with Being a pastor You have the sense of duty And you are Emotionally connected to your job because your job is people yeah in in engineering it's numbers it's things it's commodities it's services it's products but but we're dealing with people we're dealing with you know people's issues and with people come their families and with people come their jobs and you know not only are we dealing with people but we're also dealing with our families. Yeah. We're dealing with the fact that, you know, let's put it out there, that at least when you are out there in a professional world and I'm out there in a professional world, the more we work or the harder we work or the more we put in compensation followed that. And the realness about it that you know as much as pastors are, I hear, let me let me be clear on this. Let me be clear on this. That that the compensation for the work in in the pastorship or in the pastorate is, is not as great as it is in the world, which leaves us as pastors to rely in faith upon God. And if our hold on God to provide. While we are going through these, these moments where we're, we're caring for others and we need to care for ourselves, we're caring for families, and we're juggling all these, these balls that are so heavy and we're not taking care of ourselves, it can take a toll. And naturally, we will want to seek to leave the environment where we feel like we have these obligations, which is the ministry. And it makes sense now when you, you, you raise the statistic of 1,700 ministers leaving the task or the call
0: in per year, per month. Yeah, and and it's crazy that ninety percent of those say they are working fifty-five to seventy hours a week. Mm. I mean, that's just that's just bonkers. And I think for because I mean, if you are called to ministry, especially pastoral ministry, especially in mm. the Adventist Church, you're not doing it because of money. You're doing it because right. God has called you. Mm-hmm. Have a desire in your heart to win souls, and so. Money but it really, is a factor, though. It, it is a factor yeah. because you still got to pay bills, you still mm-hmm. got to live, especially have family and kids, all mm-hmm. of that. Um, so it is important. And I think a lot of folks they put the pressure in on the work, and then when they don't see the monetary side of it changing mm-hmm. because it really doesn't, then they they struggle with it, and yeah. that's where they decide, you know what? Why am I gonna go through all this? Mm-hmm. And I'm not making any money. I'm right. not seeing the benefits. And then, then even not just money sides, but if you if you don't feel like you're making a difference mm. in your church or in the people that you're ministering mm. to, because it's not something that you can really see, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're not, you don't know what someone's spiritual growth is. You want to see if, the fruits of your yeah, effort, yeah, and, and you're yeah. not really seeing it because mm-hmm. then you you spend time planning an evangelism effort. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks don't get baptized. You know, you're expecting I'm going to baptize twenty people. Mm. Probably only two people get baptized, and you're depressed that only two people got baptized. And pressure versus, from above and yeah, everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. So you didn't get the twenty. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking about the the eighteen that you missed out on, not realizing okay, at least two decided to 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 to, mm-hmm. to give their lives to God. So that kind of thing kind of demotivates you. And so I think. Even now in the seminar, the setup is okay, I'm here. We're here to study, to learn. We got to build a resume. We got to be involved in as many things as we can to make sure we get jobs when we leave. But then we burn out before we even leave. Yeah. And if we're not mindful before we graduate, we're already burn out before we even get into ministry. Mm-hmm. Like this semester or this year, I'm treasuring for two organizations in the seminar. And after doing them, I'm realizing, you know what? I've done accounting work. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want, I'm not, the experience in doing the treasury for serving these organization, it really didn't add anything to, to my spiritual growth or development mm. as someone going into ministry. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to take a break from serving. There are other things I'm going to focus on that I think will add to the development and growth that will make me, not only a better equipped for ministry but just as a person like mm-hmm. things that I'm not gonna waste my time doing right and so I was nominated for, to serve as treasury for a bigger organization on campus and you and I were having a conversation about it. I'm like you know what I don't think I'm, I'm gonna do it so the person I guess who nominated me we were having a conversation and she was like you're not gonna do it. I'm like you know what nah I don't I, I'm just not going to I'm not it's a, it's a great opportunity
1: mm-hmm.
0: Because of the, 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 the level of what the organization is But mm-hmm. to me What I'm going to gain from that Isn't worth what I'm going to lose If, I, if, I, if right. I do it So sometimes you just got to be able to say no to some mm-hmm. stuff Not everything is worth it That mm-hmm. you think you have to do it Because you're going to achieve something Sometimes you're just like You know what Nah That's alright I, 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 I'll I give that up this I, time.
1: I, I really like that Saying so you no know saying no because sometimes we we develop this mindset that we you know we want to be helpful we want to be present we want to be there for Mm. for humanity but a part of our maturity a part of our truth a part of proper leadership is to know your capacity and know how much you're willing to give. Yeah. Because if you overextend yourself, then you're no good to anybody. And I think that it's a it's a better show of leadership to say, you know what, I can't. Yeah. I won't. Yeah. These are the reasons. These are teaching moments for individuals to so let them know that, you know what, you can say no as well. Yeah. Because think about it, if the pastor is burnt out, all the, the, the members of your church who are in leadership positions are burned out. And yeah we know for some churches their elections are every two years and sometimes by six months in people are like listen i'm retiring
0: i was like yo you retired from six, church work six, six months and it's six months in the first in year, the first year where you didn't even do anything yet exactly but you already burned out and exactly it, and it's it's unfortunate and
1: i think we have to learn You know, we have to teach people through example that, you know, we have to eat the elephant one bite at a time. Sometimes you may have 10 great ideas, but you know what? If you take one of those 10 great ideas and you you make that one great idea an excellent idea and a well-executed idea, then you still won. But sometimes when we want to put so many of our eggs into one basket, then it becomes a problem. Yeah. And one thing I I loved recently, there was a pastor from a particular church who, who told the church, listen, man, I need some time to rest. Mm -hmm. I need some time to come down. And, you know, this church is different um, from our denomination because on, on their day of worship, they, you know, he, he, he preaches what? Like three to four times in one day, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's a, listen, we know how it is when we preach one time. We we just want to eat and go find a chair to go sleep. <laughs> but to preach so many times in one day and to have so many other services for 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 the church during the week, that is a lot. Yeah. You know, that is a lot. But that's what they felt is necessary for their church. And this person said, I need time to rest. And I think just like in saying no, it's important to say, listen, even though this is a job, this is my livelihood. If I die, then I won't have a livelihood. I won't have anything. I need
0: to make a decision to take some time to refresh. Yeah. Um, and it's in key, and it's key to figure out, all right, so what are the reasons for burnout for, and I'm gonna share a list. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think it doesn't just apply to mm-hmm. pastors, but it applies to whatever your context is, mm-hmm. but for specifically for pastors being on call 24 sevens why yeah. why is that even why is that even a thing mm-hmm. <laughs> why is your phone gonna I, I. and again i remember when i was serving as, as a first elder every friday evening my phone would ring mm-hmm. and it's the one of the clerks calling me the copy machine is not working can you help us figure out why the copy machine is not working mm. and i don't know how that became my thing so when I was married without kids, it was easy. Okay, I'll just go by the church. I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. But then I got kids. I can't. So now what I do? I ignore the phone on Fridays when the club. Sorry, <laughs> ignore yeah. because but it was a thing. Mm-hmm. So they would call like Sabbath school. I stopped going to Sabbath school. Uh, it's it's bad. I used and that to was te- a personal. Decision. It was a personal decision. Okay. So I used to teach Sabbath school. I stopped teaching Sabbath school. Mm-hmm. And what would happen is, I work in this place, it was a stressful, all week stressful. And as soon as I show up to church on Sabbath mornings, before the ushers would greet me and say, Happy Sabbath, they would greet me with, Elder there's a problem. Mm-hmm. And so my mornings when I get to church would be trying to fix whatever issue there is, whether the copy machine thing I didn't mm-hmm. do with the night before, or whatever it is mm-hmm. and so i stopped going to sabbath school i would wait till when divine hour is about to start get there like 10 15 minutes before that so that whatever issue there when is people are bound <laughs> by holiness <laughs> <laughs> they can't come at me and it became a problem so now i kind of developed this routine where mm-hmm. i can't get to church on time anymore yeah. and so but that's how bad it is but mm-hmm. quickly run through the list mm-hmm. so being on call 24 7 mm-hmm. Uh, criticism and poor conflict resolution skill mm-hmm. so you can't um, um you you're not equipped to to um to to handle resolution to to resolve conflict i'm not saying that right to resolve conflict to resolve yeah, conflicts yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. thank you um trying to solve everyone's problem mm-hmm. and we seem to have this um, thing like we you have this savior mentality. Yeah, I was gonna say superman conflict. That's, that's, Con, like, that's Jesus' job. <laughs> yeah, we're we're trying to save everything, not being able to delegate tasks. We feel mm. like we're the only ones that can do it and do it well. And do it well. You gotta give people a chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, poor social network. Uh, 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 skills. We have. We don't have. And funny enough, so many of us come here go through the experience seminary you'd figure pastors would have the biggest social network with friends but that's not the case.
1: That is a negative.
0: Yeah, we don't have people that we um, um, associate with socially also not equipped for all aspects of ministry. Mm -hmm. There are things in ministry that we take on that we shouldn't do. Um, We can probably call out a list of things that we do that we shouldn't do but Mm -hmm. we feel like because we're the pastor of the church, we have to do it. And limited social life outside of church. We don't socialize. Yeah.
1: Uh, you know what? I wanna I wanna add to your list very briefly, because sometimes pastors spiritualize why they need why they feel they need to work so hard. Because oh, I was called by God, so so I must do this. And you know, if, if I'm not working for God, then it's a it's a show of low spiritual priority. And that is not true. Mm-hmm. Because we know that the Bible tells us in Mark chapter 6. And let me read this from my, my message Bible so you can get Mercy. the kick out of it. all right? Mercy. And just so you know, we, we did um, a, a, a episode on which Bible. Check out our podcast, Spotify, or on Apple Music. Listen to that, and you'll understand why we're using a message Bible. Um, it says here in Mark chapter 6, For the apostles then rendezvoused mm-hmm. with Jesus and reported on all they had done and taught work. Jesus said, Come off your come off by yourselves. Let's take a break and get some rest. For there was constant coming and going. They did not even have time to eat. And I thought I saw Ludlow's name written right there. <laughs> right? And and even Jesus was saying, slow down, take some time to rest,
0: refresh yourself. And Jesus knew that. Yeah. And Jesus did that himself. Yeah, and 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 what's crazy you read that so let let's let's play this scenario in real life so mm. it's it's new, we're recording this and it, it's noon mm-hmm. all right so we were up at least three o'clock this morning right, <laughs> right? Yep. so we're up at th- so I probably fell asleep I probably fell asleep maybe close to four o'clock mm-hmm. and so now it's noon so I've so before I'm trying to practice some healthy habits so right. I don't do late-night night eatings. Mm-hmm. I'm not really eating. The last time I ate was probably around 8 o'clock. I ate watermelons for dinner. Mm-hmm. And it's noon. I went to bed late. I got up when I got up to help get the kids ready to... And it's noon and I haven't eaten yet. Mm-hmm. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> so we haven't eaten yet. But we've been busy doing... Because we've done things mm-hmm. since the morning. As we've been up and out. We've been yeah. up doing stuff. Mm-hmm. So I haven't eaten yet. And so the... The, the the easiest thing to do is to go find the nearest fast food thing mm-hmm. and to gorge really I what I'm supposed to eat this morning is sitting on the counter and it was an intentional reason not to eat what I, mm-hmm. what I didn't eat so now I'm gonna go eat eat it and in a typically I'd probably go home and make something big and overeat. I probably couldn't get it from the chair mm-hmm. but that's a typical day yeah. that we go through and that's not healthy mm-hmm. and Jesus is telling his disciples look you've been doing a lot you've been busy let's take some time rest relax because you probably haven't eaten yeah so it's not anything new it's something that's been happening since Jesus's time and Jesus mm-hmm. is telling years. his disciple look you gotta come, man. Let's yeah, you've been busy. Let's eat some. You're excited <laughs> about what you've been doing. Mm-hmm. I know. But let's take some time and go eat.
1: And, and even before Jesus and I don't want to spend long on this because we have a little bit more to cover. Um, Sabbath. Sabbath is one of the busiest days for for many individuals who serve. But Sabbath is a day of rest to okay. come in aside, which begs us to think that we don't know how to keep the sabbath and the burdens that we put on the day the burdens that we put on liturgy the burdens that we put on
0: programming
1: these are not biblical and they're not spiritual and it's taken away the intent of what this rest we're supposed to have
0: yeah and before you even get into that because i think this will probably set that up mm-hmm. um we're so busy about everything else mm-hmm. that we don't appreciate what it's all about yep and that brings me to the story of Mary and Martha okay. in Jesus mm-hmm. in Luke 10. Mm-hmm. And so I'm gonna read from the King James Version. All Thank right you very though. much. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received them into her house. Mm-hmm. And she and and she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his words. But Martha Mm -hmm. was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, she basically came and complained to the Lord, thus thou not care that my sister had left me to serve alone. Bid her here, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, 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 like Mary, <laughs> Martha, 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 thou art thou art careful and troubled about many things, mm-hmm. but one thing is needful, and Mary had chosen that good part mm-hmm. which shall not be taken away from All her. Right now. So the imp- Jesus said, "Like, look, yeah, you're busy doing that, but the most important thing is spending time with me." Getting this word that I have to give. Being in fellowship with me. The work that you're doing, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, but it's not the end-all, be-all. Yeah. And why am I going to rebuke her from taking time to rest and appreciate my presence and to fellowship? Yeah. And I feel like that's what Sabbath has become. Mm-hmm. It's become a time of busy, 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 mm-hmm. busy, work, 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 work ministry has become busy, busy 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 work 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 seminary has become busy 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 work 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 and we're not enjoying the experience yeah. like i think when we leave from this place we're gonna look back and say man i wish i was in bering springs on yeah. a nice spring day to go walking Absolutely. and enjoy it and you know what that that's that's
1: such a salient point and i feel like now that we can honestly. Admit that there are points in our lives where we have we have not been conscious in interjected moments of rest. Mm-hmm. We have not been thoughtful about putting care of the body because, you know, every time you, you go to the gas station, mm-hmm. and you put gas in your car. Mm-hmm. That is kind of self-care Because if you don't Put the gas in the car Then the car can't serve you And there are times When the car needs More rest And more More You know More fixing Not even fixing But just Just more Um there's more work. There's more self-care, more love than others. Sometimes you need a oil change. You need you need to you need to wash the car. You need to do these things because if you don't maintain these things, yeah. then the car can't serve you. Yeah. And our body is that vehicle that that gives us the 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 propulsion to to actually physically execute things and our mind is the one that's driving all of this and if we're not taking care of it then we're gonna land ourselves in in some
0: hot places where we're probably going to end
1: up in the junkyard and be of no good to anybody
0: and then we're probably all this this training and 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 development that we're doing becomes ineffective because we can't use what we've learned and jesus i mean Even before we get to the New Testament, Mm -hmm. we open Genesis. Mm -hmm. God worked for six days. He created, Mm -hmm. and then he rests. The rest is an important thing, whether Mm -hmm. it's physical, whether it's spiritual, whether it's mental, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. You have to take some time from stop being busy just to reflect. I mean, I'm not a meditator, but I feel like it, it does me well when i sit down and 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 not think about and it's becoming harder to do mm-hmm. because i've trained myself over the time that my mind is always mm-hmm. doing something whether it's watching something or or running around worrying about work that i have to do that it's becoming di- more di- more and more difficult for me to concentrate mm-hmm. it's becoming more and more difficult for me to focus on my work like i open a book to read bible whatever it is mm-hmm. and i start to start to fall asleep mm-hmm. And so that's a problem because I'm not taking care of myself. So imagine I'm done and I'm out there working and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm hired, I'm working, I'm and then it will show I go on the pulpit to, to preach or I'm Bible studying, I'm I can't prepare because mm-hmm. or whatever I'm presenting is more academical because okay, I've learned how to put a ser- a sermon together, come up with the by the text, the mm. topic, the transitional statement, <laughs> and you know, I have my sermon, but then it's not really effective. I, as a person, because you didn't study did, your audience. Yeah, because mm. not only not study the audience, but I didn't grow right from it. Mm. What needed to happen in my heart didn't happen mm. because I'm just going through the motion because I'm I'm physically burned out and fatigued. So
1: because we understand the call in our lives and we understand that we're we have people who we love and we want them to excel at things we want to share with you five areas um according to to um i'm gonna gonna drop my resource here real quick um as a matter of fact to pastoral care inc um they have five things that you could do to to aid in in self-care number one reserving time for families yeah now just because you live with them doesn't mean that that's enough no as you said your sons want to spend time with you your wife want to spend time with you you know and you you must make these intentional moments to to communicate their love language because think about it as we said before it is a domino effect if you don't give your sons time More than likely,
0: they probably won't give their son's
1: time. And that's not something you want to
0: perpetuate. And uh, I heard this quote either this week or last week. Mm -hmm. Being in the room does not mean being present. Mercy. And so it's the same thing. Yeah, you Mm -hmm. may be in the household with your Mm -hmm. kids... Where your kids don't know you. Your kids don't interact with you. Your kids don't hang out with you. Mm-hmm. Then you wonder why your kids won't talk to you when they get older. Well, they really you, you really didn't have a relationship with exactly. them because you were busy working, doing all the stuff. That exactly. Working. The next point they made here is protecting
1: your privacy, mm-hmm. which means that, number one, you can't have, you should not, they suggest, have a church office at home. Mm-hmm church office is at church mm-hmm. keep it professional keep it private and you know don't allow people to show up on to your your residence unannounced especially during family time yeah. there has to be boundaries as you said mm-hmm. you must say no you must set those expectations early because if you don't then you know you give somebody an inch they will take a mile yeah um the next point here is clarify expectations many congregations have unfair expectations pertaining to the past and their families mm-hmm. they, they everybody know what they think you should be doing mm-hmm. because everybody's an expert at everybody else's <laughs> job but again setting the boundaries clarifying the expectation you can say listen the last one may have done this mm-hmm. but let me let me explain to you how we're going to be doing it yeah. here and if we can do this we will get along fine and mm-hmm. we will be productive and we will grow The next is building friendships. You mentioned this earlier. It says here 70% of pastors state they do not have a close friend that they can share their concerns and problems with. Mm -hmm. So now this leads me to make a declaration. As soon as this semester is completed, Lord, Lord, we will not miss our tea times on Sunday morning. No, sir. It's important that we (laughs) we build friendships. We have people who we can communicate with, people who... Understand, you know what, you know the burdens of the job. People who, you know, who who we're on the same level, who we can reason yeah. with. It's important that pastors have friends. And many pastors, believe it or not, even though they're in the business of 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 being social, yeah, on the job,
0: it's it's a it's, it's a job, and they have to be professional. But many pastors don't
1: have close
0: friends. And I'm gonna ta- I'm gonna and I'm gonna try to quickly share my experience. So. Mm back to my, my, my first elder days. So mm. my I became first elder is kind of unique and whatever it is. So I mm-hmm. literally came off the streets, came into the church. And so the group mm-hmm. of friends that I had weren't necessarily church, Chris, frat brothers, whatever. Mm. I'm, and I'm not necessarily that sociable anyway, but being a first elder in a church at the age that I was an elder was one of the loneliest experience in my life. Wow. And I know it was the same for some of the pastors, like mm-hmm. I shared with you. In all the pastors that I've worked with, only one pastor that I really saw that kind of had friends that, pastor friends that came to the church just to check in and chill and talk, just to pass through what I've, a lot of the other pastors that I really didn't see that too. But as a first elder, I really couldn't identify with my elders board because at the time I wasn't married Mm-hmm. I didn't have kids. They were all married and have kids, so we really didn't. And they were older, mm-hmm. old enough to be parents, whatever. So we really didn't have that. So I really didn't have that that friendship. But then as I got older, started to have got married, got kids, then I really, my elders were then obviously older. Their kids are growing. So I still didn't really have that. And then my church really didn't have people that I could really ha- There was no professional in my age group so it became lonely mm-hmm. so i struggled through a lot of things as first that i really didn't know how to deal with because i really didn't have that sense of community to kind of develop those kind of friendships and relationships within that kind of realm my friends that i spoke to they didn't go to church they couldn't identify with that mm-hmm. aspect so i really couldn't share that with them so it kind of became like of a burden so when i was coming to the seminary. And COVID kind of messed that up. I was intentionally you not. Know, when I come, I'm going to try to be in situations where I'm more outgoing, develop these kind of relationships network, yeah. so that if I'm out there in the field working, I got people I can call. I'm like, I'm dealing with this. Have you had this experience? Mm-hmm. Now, we both have a mutual friend that's in ministry now mm-hmm. that whenever she has some issue, you'll call and like, look. What do you think about this in ministry? Mm -hmm. So I kind of see it kind of working where she's able to call and say, okay, this is what's happening Mm -hmm. now. What are your thoughts? What do you think? Because she don't really have that inside our church that she can really Mm -hmm. talk to. So I think building that network of friends is important. And as pastors, we don't do it as much, but we should. And you know what? Oftentimes we,
1: you know, you hear pastors say, it's cool to preach mm-hmm. but sometimes we need to be preached to as yeah. well we need to be poured into because if we're always pouring out then you know what do we have ourselves so as 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 church members i you know i want to encourage you you know You know, check in on your pastor. Laugh with your pastor. They're people. You Mm -hmm. know, even though they have on suits and they seem stoic at times, you know, pastors are some of the most chill people that you know you 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 can ever meet. And pastors are some of the most intelligent people you can ever meet. Connect with your pastors on that level. The last point, and then we're gonna wrap, is seek help. Mm -hmm. Seek help. Pastors are in a professional in, in in a profession of helping others people who are in a helping profession are often the last to seek help for themselves. And you know, I can say this, I'm in seminary and I'm in therapy as well, Mm -hmm. because I want to make sure that the steps that I take, Towards my future Is not hampered By the missteps I made in my past Mm -hmm. So So it's important That you 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 have that friendship And friendship could be Therapy as well It could be therapeutic But there are times When you need something More than just a, a, a casual friendship a casual yeah. conversation something yeah. over dinner something on the golf board sometimes you need to speak to a professional where they can help you navigate through certain things because once you can do that of course again you will be better off for the people that you serve
0: yeah and and i and i think it's important to to to, to not downplay the fact that if you need help uh, seek help. Yeah, and I think so many of us need the help, and we know we need the help, but it's pride or ego. Mm-hmm. We don't want. We don't want to get it. I have a friend who is seeing a therapist, and they explain the experience how amazing it has been mm-hmm. for them Absolutely. To, to, to have that person that holds them accountable. Because sometimes you can share things with a therapist that you may not be able to share with a friend mm-hmm. because you know the therapist ain't judging you. It's it's mm-hmm. So it, it opens you up to, to be able to share. Um, but I think if you need the help, get the help. And again, mm-hmm. though we may say these five points are geared towards pastors, but... I think in whatever context yeah, you are, you are a person, you're alive, yeah. you're going through stuff, they apply to you. Absolutely. So yeah, we have folks that are listening, that are passing, you're like, well, what is it? No, it applies to you. Mm-hmm. Think about your life, think about the things that you're going, especially now in this COVID area where you yes. have been restra- like mm-hmm. yesterday. I texted him like, "Dude, Andrews are putting up the outside basketball <laughs> hoops," and I'm pro- yeah. I'm probably not gonna that go. Is a big deal. Guys. Yeah, I'm probably not gonna go over there and play. But the fact that you see it now, you yeah. see Progress. like the last time we were there, me and my older son, we went over there to go play some basketball. I don't remember when that was, but we went before COVID, mm-hmm. but. It's you. You go on. So those are things that people are used to doing that you haven't been able to do because of COVID. You got to mix. You got to do mm-hmm. something. Change it up. Leave the house. Uh, get off Zoom. Call somebody. Chat. Go run. Go walk. Go exercise. Take care of yourself. Because look, you drop dead, they're gonna replace you anyway, man. You are morbid jo- today, that, man. Nah, man. That <laughs> job you you're, whether you're a pastoring, yeah. whether you're a doctor, you're a nurse, you you're a lawyer, man. You drop law. dead like, huh. Oh. Then they just replace you in a quick mm-hmm. minute. Yeah. And you know what? Your wife and your kids, your husband and your kids, there's the one struggling trying yeah. to make ends meet or trying to navigate life when you are because you're selfish and not being and not taking care of yourself so you got to be mindful so and you said that when the semester ends, nah bro um we're done doing the volunteer texting in two weeks Mm -hmm. in april whatever the date Mm -hmm. is after the 18th Nah, dude we're going to the golf course before listen i'm in (laughs) in. we gotta make the time and you know what the work will get done the work will get done done.
1: (laughs) now on that note Mm-hmm. As it pertains to TNL playbook, and this is just for you know our listeners to know, we are at episode nine. Yes, we have one more episode to record. Yes, and that episode is it's- gonna be the 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 the. the- Pierce The resistance Yes The oh. ones that And this is the
0: only one People ask about And, it, and it's my fault it's, it's my fault But we're gonna talk about Preaching The Preaching I hate Well not nah. Well Yeah so we're, we're we, gonna Talk about that We're we gonna talk about We're, it we're gonna close out With that Yeah And then we're gonna Take the time to we'll Take a break yep. Yeah For the summer we're taking summer classes is going to be very
1: intensive and it wouldn't be wise to try to do both however during that time we're going to take the time to meet to regroup to come up with some fresh ideas to have more guests on the show for our second season that will be starting in the fall but please mark it we have one more left episode 10 and we want to encourage you to share um this with your friends with the people in your ministries your pastors whoever it is listen and engage us um on on social
0: media um we will be there to do that as well yes social media will still be active if you you can always go back and listen please share encourage your friends to to listen again even though we're seminary it's not all it's not just about those in ministry it's there's some of the things that we talk about will affect you in life and whatever aspect it is but yeah we're gonna take the time just to regroup we have some amazing ideas that we weren't able to do this this season because you know just time so we're gonna work on those come back next semester bigger better stronger maybe thoroughly will be married by then <laughs> i just got thoroughly in trouble maybe i'm trying to encourage Thorley to elope man i'm trying so but it, we're, we're gonna just take the time to to, to to take care of ourselves, and come back regroup stronger, bigger, and 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 just yeah, just just but just. I, I like the suspense that you just drop.
1: Maybe tune in really to see if Thorley will get married. Dum 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 over the summer.
0: <laughs> I just <laughs> got Thorley in trouble, or maybe hey. I just got myself in trouble.
1: Mercy. Well, listen, guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope today um was something informative for you. Remember practice self-care, take care of yourself. And until next time, see you on Monday.
0: Thanks for listening. Please look out for a new episode every Monday. Special thanks to Ashova, uh Acoustic Wave for providing our theme music. Also want to shout out Dwayne Rowe for the logo. Check him out on Instagram at Ro and his website, dwaynerowe.com, for more art. And don't forget to like and follow us at TL
1: Playbook on Instagram, on Facebook. Until then, see you next Monday.